everyone. Thanks for joining us for True to the Bible with Hunter Davis. Today's lesson is going to be in Deuteronomy chapter 6. We're going to be looking at an entire section, chapters 5 through 8, but focusing on chapter 6, where Moses tells the people three things. He tells them that they need to learn the Word of God or learn the law of God, to practice it or do it, and then also to teach it. So there's three things that he tells them to do. We can apply these things to our lives, too. We'll see you today. Thanks again for joining us, and I hope that you enjoy this lesson. Turn your Bibles to Deuteronomy chapter 6. Okay, Deuteronomy chapter 6. We're going to be looking at, you guys know we're going through Deuteronomy as a whole, but we're going through it in big sections, right? So we did 1 through 3, then we did chapter 4. Today we're doing chapters 5 through 8 all together, but really we're looking at chapter 6. Uh, verses 1 through about 9 or so like that, <clears throat> because really that's kind of the focus here, I think, on these. Um, in this big section, Moses gives the people the law, okay? He gives them the law in chapter 5, so he like, gives them the Ten Commandments, um, and then he talks about it a little bit. And then in 6, he tells them how to do the law, basically. And uh, 7, he kind of gives them some like warnings like um, about what's going to happen if they don't do the law, they don't follow the law, and eight um, kind of goes along with that as well, and he actually calls them to remember their past again, uh, like we've talked about for the past two weeks, so that's kind of like the outline of the, uh, this section, uh, but today we're going to be in Deuteronomy 6, 1 through 9 for the most part, so that's what I'm going to read, so hopefully you're there, Deuteronomy chapter 6, we're going to start in verse 1, we'll read nine verses and then we'll pray real quick, it says, now this is a command or the commandment, the statutes and the judgments which the Lord our God has commanded me to teach you, you might do them in the land where you're going to possess it, so that you and your son and your grandson might fear the Lord your God and keep all his statutes and his commands which I have commanded you in all the days of your life, and that your days may be prolonged. O Israel, you should listen and be careful to do it, that it may go well with you, and that you may multiply greatly, just as the Lord, the God of your fathers, had promised you, in a land flowing with milk and honey. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and soul and with all your might. These are the words which I am commanding you today. You shall, they shall be on your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your sons, and you shall talk of them when you sit down in your house, and when you walk by the way, and when you lie down, and when you rise up. And you shall bind them as a sign around your hand, and they shall be on the frontals of your forehead. And you shall write them down on the doorsteps of your house, or sorry, the doorposts of your house and on your gates. All right, let's pray. Dear God, we just come before you and thank you for this time you've given to us. Pray that as we look at your word, you teach us, God, and encourage us, convict us as needed, God, and just, um, just help us to be more like you and help us to be diligent in what we're doing um, in order to grow closer to you, God. And we just pray all this through Jesus' name. Amen. All right, so today we're talking about diligence. Okay, we're going to see three areas that we need to be diligent in. Uh, and all of you guys probably know this, looking out at you guys. Um, all of you guys have been here for a while. So all of you guys know this, but I think it's a good encouragement. And it's encouragement that Moses tells these people, even though they already knew to do it. Okay, like I said, chapter 5, he gives them the Ten Commandments. Okay, again, not the first time. Remember the first time he gave them the Ten Commandments? He came down, and what they built? For them. Yeah. They built a golden calf for themselves, right? And so he got mad and he broke those tablets. He went back up, he wrote some more. And so now in chapter 5 of Deuteronomy, he restates them to this generation. Okay, this is the younger generation. He restates it, says, hey, 
here's the law, um, do it. And he, inter- he reminded them that he interceded for them and stuff like that. And then in 6, he says, hey, obey the law, um, and here's how you do that in verses 1 through 9. And he goes on and talks about it throughout the rest of the chapter. And like I said, 7 and 8, warnings and remembrance of, hey, make sure you do it. This is what's going to happen if you don't do it. Here's what happens if you do do it. Um, and remember what happened to your parents. Okay, that's, that's like the overall flow of this section um, of Scripture. So um, when we're talking about diligence, guys, diligence is, it has the idea of speed or haste. Okay, um, if you look at the, the actual word, especially like 2 Timothy 2.15 or here, if you look at it um, in verse uh, 7 and you look at it in verse 17 of uh, Deuteronomy chapter 6, it says diligence. So we're going to look at diligence, but first we want to give a definition. It's demonstrating a willingness or a willing haste uh, of thoroughness to finish a job. Okay, so being diligent is like seeing a job through, but not only that, it has the idea of doing it quickly or like not basically procrastinating, not procrastinating to do something. So it's like not procrastinating to do it, doing it and getting it done and wanting to get it done thoroughly. Okay, doing it, that's, that's, a, that's a good definition, a working definition, I think, of diligence. Okay? As we talk about it, remember that. Okay, I wanted to, uh, I was going to want to share with you guys the sloth today, okay, because the sloth, how many of you guys like sloths? Not very many people like sloths. I like the sloths on, on Zootopia because they're hilarious. But, uh, I, like, I, I wanted to share with you guys a sloth because sometimes um, sloths are so lazy and apathetic that they will die because they have to work for their food. Okay? So there are sloths okay, that actually won't eat because they have to work to eat. So remember like the proverb that says like you're so lazy you won't even bring your, your hand to your mouth to feed yourself? Um, that's, what, I mean, that's what a sloth does sometimes. It's crazy. They spend most of their time in idleness, in idleness, okay, which means um, they're very, like, apathetic. They're very lazy. They don't want to do things. And in our life, a lot of times we can be slothful in certain areas of our life. Today we're going to talk about our spiritual life because this is specifically what uh, Moses is telling them to do. He's calling them to do. He's calling them to do three things with the Word of God. And he says, don't be slothful in it. Be diligent in it. Okay, don't be apathetic in your spiritual life. Don't be apathetic in your, in your growth. And sometimes, uh, for us, we can be really diligent in certain areas, like, I don't know, like practicing an instrument or working out or um, eating right or schoolwork, and then be super apathetic in our Christian walk. Does that make sense? And so Moses, he says, hey, if you're going to obey God, you can't be apathetic. You have to be diligent. Okay, you can't be slothful. You have to be diligent. And then he goes on to say three things that they need to be diligent in. These three things are the same three things that we find in Ezra 7.10. Okay, if you don't have this verse memorized, write it down or something because it's a great verse. It says, For Ezra has set his heart to study the law of the Lord. Okay, he set his heart to study the law of the Lord and then to practice it or to do it, right? And then to teach, to teach it. Okay, so he set his heart to study it, practice and teach it. And that's what we're going to talk about today because this is what... Uh, Moses is telling him to do, and we'll see that here. The first thing that Moses says, okay, is to learn the word of God diligently. <clears throat> so first, let's look at it in verse 1 and 2. He says, Now, this is the command, the statutes and judgments, which the Lord God has commanded me to teach you. Okay, when he says, Now, this is, what commandment had he just given them? In, ver- in chapter 5, I said it earlier. Remember, he, he regave them the what? The most famous big commandments. Ten Commandments, right? So he just gave him the Ten Commandments. Say, hey, 
These are the ten big ones, right? But he says, hey, this law that God has given you, okay, this is the commandments. Here are the commandments. I've given them to you. I've given you the statutes. I've given you the judgments which the Lord God commanded me to teach you. These things are coming from God. Okay, they're coming from God. Here's the law. That you might do them in the land which you are going to possess it. So you and your sons and your grandsons might fear the Lord, your God, and to keep, again, that keep is doing it or practicing it or learning it. Okay, do it, keep it. Um, keep these commands which I command you all the days of your life. Your life will be prolonged. So in verse 1 right there, he says, hey, these are the commands. You need to know them. I've taught them to you. You need to learn them. You need to understand them. You need to remember them. You need to know them. You need to learn them. Okay, have you guys ever tried to uh, teach something that you didn't understand? And when you try to teach it, like, it didn't come out very good? So I used to do a survival camp. Okay, this isn't courting exactly, but it's the best picture I could find. Uh, but I used to teach uh, what they call courting. So basically you take bark off of branches, and it has to be the right kind of bark. And you debark the bark, and underneath the bark is the inner bark. Sounds weird, but you got to do that, okay? <clears throat> so you get this inner bark, and you cut it into strands, okay? And then you do this process called cording, okay? And if you twist it the right way and spin the right way uh, with three different cords, you can get this pretty strong cord. And really, if you wanted to, with that bark, you could do that and then get three, do that three times and have three small cords, and you could cord those, and it would make a rope, okay? So in survival, like, you need a rope or whatever. It's important to know how to cord, um, so that way you can build traps, um, you can build shelters. You can do all this stuff with this cord that you make. Okay, and so cording is was my like specialty in survival camp. One of my specialties that like I actually taught the kids. But the first time that I taught it, it was horrible because I didn't know it very well, and so I, I didn't understand it. And so it was really hard to teach it. And part of the reason that we need to study and learn the Word of God, as we will see later on, is that we need to teach it. If we don't know it, we can't teach it. And if we don't know it, we can't do it, right? If we don't know it, we can't do it, and then we can't teach it. So we have to know it actually extremely well. We have to know it extremely well. And that's what 2 Timothy 2.15 says. I love this verse. It says, Be diligent to present yourselves to be approved by God, a wordman that does not need to be ashamed, accurately handling the word of truth. Paul is telling Timothy here exactly what Moses is telling these people. Learn the word of God, okay, so that you will do them. Okay, but learn it. You've got to know it. Why? So you can be approved by God. Most saying, hey, you got to learn these commands I gave to you. Know them, okay, because you need to do them. You need to practice them and eventually, hopefully, teach them. Okay, so Paul and um, Moses are saying the same thing here. So the question is, uh, do you diligently learn the Word of God? Do you, um, like, seek to know the Word of God? How can you do that? Okay, how can you do that? What are some ways, think about it, what are some ways that you can learn the Word of God for you guys, for me? I mean, we can study it, right? You can study it on our own. Do you diligently study? Um, you can come to youth group. You can come to church service. You can come. I mean, those things help you study, right? Uh, you can meet in small groups with your, you know, with your peers. That's an incredible way to learn the Word of God. You can listen to sermons. Um, <clears throat> we have more availability of sermons and teaching and just audio and visual and all this stuff than we've ever had in the history of humankind. Okay, so we don't have an excuse not to know the Word of God. Okay, when we stand before God, uh, before Jesus Christ, at the judgment seat of Christ, we're not going to be like, oh, we didn't have opportunity to learn the Word of God. You know, back in like, um, what would have been 14, 1400, somewhere in there, 13, 1400, 
they literally didn't they didn't have a Bible that they could read. Right? And the Catholic Church was suppressing the word of God by making it only in one language that they, they couldn't the regular people couldn't understand. Okay, we don't have that excuse. Not only do we have the Word of God, we have tons of stuff, tons of resources. So we can read it, we can know it, we can memorize it, study it. Don't be apathetic, don't be slothful when it comes to your spiritual life, guys. It's important. Okay, it is. It's the most important thing that, that you can do, and so don't be apathetic in it. So do you diligently, okay, do you diligently study the Word of God? What is diligence? Okay, the, the definition that we gave earlier is demonstrating a willing haste and thoroughness to finish a job. So do you demonstrate a willingness and haste to thoroughly be approved by God in regards to the Word of God, in regards to studying the Word of God, knowing the Word of God, reading the Word of God, memorizing the Word of God. Do you demonstrate a thoroughness, a willing haste to do that? Okay, that's a question. That's your application. I mean, that's an application question right there. Do you do that? If not, you need to be. I need to be. It's hard, though. Okay, so the second thing he tells them to do, okay, is to do okay so do the word of God diligently so he says you got to learn it okay if you don't know it you can't do it right if you can't if you don't know it you can't do it so he says know it but also do it it really starts in verse 2 okay when he says to keep his statutes and commands which I command he said you got to know it to keep it but then if you look at verse 3 he says oh Israel you should listen and be careful to do it okay listen be careful to do it that's doing the word of God that it may be well with you he talks about um the covenant that we talked about last week that I may go well with you and multiply greatly. This is the Lord your God, your Father has promised you in a land flowing milk and honey. That goes back to last week when he talked about this covenant. He says, hey, if you do the word of God, God's going to bless you in this way. right? And then verse 4. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your might. And these words which I'm commanding you today shall be on your heart. So, diligently do the Word of God. I like uh, this verse in the New Testament to correlate. Okay, we just did James, but it says, But prove yourselves doers of the Word, and not merely hearers only, deluding yourselves. Okay, so be doers of the Word. And also, if you look in your Bibles, you're in Deuteronomy chapter 6, look at verse 17. He says, You should diligently keep the commands of the Lord your God. Right there, he literally uses the word diligently. It says, Diligently keep the Word of God diligently do the word of God. We can definitely, or I mean, we can definitely learn, the, or diligently, sorry, I keep saying definitely instead of diligently. We can diligently learn the Bible, uh, but knowledge without application is useless. This is a quote by um, Andy Stanley. He says, knowledge alone makes Christians haughty, but application makes us holy. That's really small words, I just realized, but you can read it, you're, you're young. Knowledge alone makes Christians haughty or prideful, Okay, we get prideful if we just know and we don't apply. But if we pl- apply, it makes us holy. That, that means it makes us godly. It makes us like God. We're keeping the commands when we apply them. That means we're, that makes us um, take on the character of God, right? It's just draw close to God, things like that. So what does diligently obeying the Word of God look like? Okay, that's the question. It's not being apathetic or slothful. It's seeking to do right. Okay, if we're apathetic and we're slothful in our Christian walk in doing the Word of God, then you're going to do what's wrong. Okay, you will. So don't be apathetic. Seek to do what's right. Okay, it's demonstrating a willing haste and thoroughness and becoming more like Christ. Okay, that's what it is. Demonstrating a willing haste and thoroughness 
to become more like Christ. I mean, that, that's what diligently seeking or to do the Word of God is. Okay, there's two ways here in verse 4 through 6 that he says we can do this. First one is, I don't think I have it down here. Yeah, first one is to uh, love God. Okay, look at verse 4 again. It says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, He is one. It says, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your might. Okay, so I'm not going to talk a ton about this, but Moses says, hey, when we put God first, when we love God, okay, that's when we're going to obey Him. If you want to obey God, you put Him first in your life. Does that make sense? So if we want to do the Word of God, we've got to love God. Okay, this is loving God to obey Him. That's even what Jesus said. If you love Him, you keep my commandments. Okay, so we've got to love God. The second one is to renew your mind. Okay, look at verse 6. He says, these words which I'm commanding you today shall be on your heart. If you want to do the Word of God, the Word of God needs to be on your heart. You need to renew your mind with the Word of God. Okay, they need to be, these commands need to be on your heart. This is the verse that I love for this, and it's Romans 12, 1 and 2. Therefore, I urge you, brothers, by mercy of God, to present yourselves as a, a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable God, which is your spiritual service of worship. And do not be conformed to the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Okay, so you may be prove what the will of God is. That was just good and acceptable and perfect. That way you can do the word of God. Okay, renew your mind with the truth of God's word. And actually, if you keep going, verses seven through nine talk about this too. Okay, it talks about it more along the lines of teaching. We need to renew our minds with truth in order to teach the truth. But um, it talks about renewing our minds as well. Okay, Moses is saying that we need to think about this all the time. Okay, we need to think about the word of God all the time. Right? Makes sense. Any, anybody out there understand? If we're thinking, if you're never thinking about the Word of God, do you think you'll ever do the Word of God? No. No. So, in your life, how often do you think about the Word of God? How often do you remind yourself about what God's Word says? How often are you reading it, studying it, praying about it? Okay. And then, how often do you do the Word of God? Do you diligently seek to do the Word of God? Okay. I can't answer that for you, but each one of you should be answering that in your own mind. Do I diligently seek to do the Word of God? Moses commanding these guys, hey, you guys need to keep the law. Obviously, we've talked about this three weeks in a row. We know that we're not in the dispensation of the law anymore, but we have the Word of God, and the Word of God is our authority, and we should be seeking diligently to do the Word of God, not just to learn it, not just to know about it. I don't care how much you know about the Word of God. If you're not doing it, it's, it's worthless, right? There's no point. All right, so the final thing, okay? final thing that he talks about is teaching. Okay, it says to teach the Word diligently. Okay, Ezra set his heart to study the law of the Lord and to practice it and to teach it. This is the third and final one. You can't teach the Word of God unless you know it, okay, obviously. Um, but a, a verse that really goes along with this is 2 Timothy 2.2. Okay, it says the things which you have heard from me in the presence of many witnesses and trust these to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. And he says you need to diligently do it. Look at verse 7. Look at verse 7. He says, you shall teach them. What's the them there? Yeah. Their sons. Well, you shall teach them diligently to your sons. So the sons, okay, so the them isn't actually people. The law. The sons. Yeah, it's the law, right? He says, because at the very beginning, verse 1, he says, this is the commandment which I give to you. This, that commandment, is verse 7, you shall teach them that commandment, those commandments, diligently to your sons, which are the people, which is what somebody said earlier. So you're teaching them the law to your sons. And you talk of it when you sit down, 
in your house, and when you walk by the way, and when you lie down, and when you rise up, you shall bind them as a sign on your forehead, or on, or on your hand, sorry, and you shall be uh, frontals on your forehead, and you shall write them on the doorsteps of your house and on your gates. So Moses says here that you need to teach these things to other people. Okay, now a lot of times when we think uh, teaching, we think it's you know, only standing up, talking in front of a bunch of people, but we know that's not true. Okay, we know that teaching is as you are going, as much as anything. So, first off, who are these people teaching them to? The kids, right? Because those are the people around them, right? Those are the direct people of influence. Okay, and when are they teaching them? Always. Always, right? They're teaching them as they're going, throughout the day. When you're sitting, when you're standing, when you're walking. Put it on your hand, put it on your forehead, put it on your gate, put it on your doorpost. He says, teach it throughout the day. Make it something that you're always teaching. Okay, you're always teaching. Okay, that's the method um, that they're teaching by. It's not, it's not sitting your, their kids down in a circle and being like, all right, we're going to teach them. That's, that's a part of it, I'm sure, right? But that's not what he's saying. He's saying, as you're going throughout the day, as you're, um, as you're just doing normal life, okay, as for you guys, None of you guys have kids yet that I know of, okay? But none of you guys have kids yet, so you're not teaching your kids. But who, in your own mind, think about it, who is directly around you a lot? Maybe it's your brothers and sisters. Maybe it's people at school. Maybe it's, I mean, who knows who, okay? But are you influencing them in the correct way? Are you pushing them to become more like Christ? Are you pushing them to obey? Are you teaching them, okay, the Word of God? Not just by trying to beat them over the head and say, hey, do this, do that, brother and sister, you know. My sister tried to do that a lot. But rather, by being a good influence, by being someone that they can go to, by being someone that encourages them to do right. Does that make sense? I think that's an application for, for us here today. For me, I mean, the first per, who's the first person I teach in my life? No. What do you guys think? Yourself? No. Haley? Haley. Yeah, my wife, right? Wife is number one priority right there. Okay, then who? Jillian said earlier. Yeah, Pike and Lincoln, right? Pike and Lincoln. Okay, and then I have other responsibilities from there, like you guys, right? You guys are in my direct sphere of influence. So I, like, I try to teach you, right? So you guys have people in your direct sphere of influence that you can teach. Now, Sunday night workouts, okay? If you come to those as a 9th or 10th grade or 9th or 12th grader, you automatically have a sphere of influence where you can teach people. Okay, it's cool. That that's why we're doing Sunday nights the way we're doing them. So you can do that. And even 5th through 8th graders you can do that there too. Okay, but even in youth group you guys have these sphere of influences that you can teach. Um, so, as we look at this, I mean, how, the question you need to think of is how can you diligently teach, which is really how can you demonstrate a willing haste and a thoroughness in teaching someone? Okay, if you don't have someone in mind right now that you can influence, okay, again, I don't want to make it sound like you have to like sit them down and teach them every week or like, you know, hardcore teach them. I think that's a part of it and everything, but like if you don't have somebody that you can directly influence in your mind or directly say, hey, this is somebody that I can say, hey, you know, I want to encourage you in the Word of God. I want to push you towards Christ. If you don't have somebody like that in your mind, you need to get somebody. Okay? You need to get somebody. I have, I mean, obviously, I have my wife. I have my kids. And then I have 
you know, I have four guys in the youth group, okay, that I try and do that with. And I mean, I try to do it with all you guys too, but I have four guys. Okay, so what's the application? What's the impact? Learn, do, and teach diligently. Okay, don't just study the word. Don't just do the word. Don't just teach the word lethargically. Okay, don't just every once in a while open your Bible. Okay, that's lethargic. That's apathetic. Don't just every once in a while look at your memory book on Wednesday nights and sometimes memorize. That's apathetic. Okay, I'm, I mean, I'm calling you guys out. I know a lot of you have done a lot of verses. You're doing really good. But it's apathetic if you just kind of every once in a while do something. Okay, it is. That's what apathy is. And this is, this is the most important area in our life. Okay, becoming more like Christ, doing the Word of God, that's the most important thing in our life. Don't be apathetic or slothful when we're doing it. Okay? And, and that's what that second line says. So, I think I have it up here. Yeah. What can you do today? Okay? Think about one thing or one way that you can be more diligent in one of those three areas. Okay? Maybe this morning you're like, hey, I want to learn the Word of God more. Okay? Maybe you say, hey, I want to do the Word of God better. Hey, I want to teach the Word of God more. Today, you can pick one of those things and you can say, this is, this is what I'm going to do better. Here's how I'm going to do it better. Okay, I'm going to learn the Word of God better by memorizing it more. I'm going to learn the Word of God better by memorizing one section a week or one section every other week or one section a month. Okay, I'm going to learn the Word of God better by studying the book of Colossians. You know, I'm just making stuff up here. But you can, you can make direct application here because really Moses is encouraging these people, this younger generation, because he wants them to follow God and be the strongest Christian, it's not Christian back then, right? But the, in the way, like the strongest Christian generation of Israel's history, right? And again, it's not Christian, right? We understand that. Wrong dispensation. But you understand my meaning behind that. We can take encouragement from this too, guys. We can. And if you need help with that, okay? If you say, hey, I want to learn the Word of God more, but I don't know how. That's fine. I still, I still am learning how to learn. Okay, I'm still learning how to do, and I'm still learning how to teach. But we got good guys in the youth group, like Gatlin, okay, and Sky, hey, Atira, okay, that you guys can go to, and Molly, you guys can go to these people and be like, hey, how do I learn the Word of God more? How do I know the Word of God more? Okay, you guys can come to me. You guys can come to Haley. You guys can come to your leaders, okay? That's why they're there. Be like, hey, what's something that I can do to learn the Word of God more? Maybe you're struggling to do the Word of God, to actually perform it. Well, come go talk to somebody. Come talk to me. Hey, I'm struggling in this area to do this the right way. I'm probably going to be like, yeah, me too. Here's how we can work on it together, right? So we all struggle. Maybe you're saying, hey, I don't have anyone to teach. I don't have anyone that I know of that I can influence well. Or maybe I kind of have an idea, but I don't really understand what that means. Come talk to me. Hey, there are people that you can influence. Even if you influence them on two days a week, Wednesday and Sunday. Even if it's just two days a week that you're influencing them, and investing in them, okay, that's huge. And there are people, okay, there's people in the youth group that you guys can be investing in. Okay, so come talk to me about it, talk to Haley about it, talk to some of the older kids in the youth group or your youth leaders or your parents, okay? Your parents are a great resource for that too. They know, and they know. They know a lot better probably than I do how to diligently learn, teach, and uh, do the Word of God. Okay, so there's tons of people to talk to. Figure out what you need to do here today, though, and start doing it. Okay, apply this. Don't let it go without application. Okay, because knowledge without application just makes it prideful. 
an application makes us holy. Thanks for joining us for True to the Bible with Hunter Davis. We hope that you enjoyed this lesson. Remember, if you did enjoy it and you want to hear any of the other lessons, subscribe to our podcast. And then also, if you have any questions, make sure and contact us at hunter.davis at stillwaterbible.org. Thanks again for listening.